Hello, and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast. My name is Robin Birkin. You can find me on my blog at moderndaymrs.com. I am the author of the book Screw Infertility, which is basically my memoir, my story of infertility, my IVF journey, my miscarriage, uh, and the tips and things that got me through the journey in the end. And I've also just released another book, which is called Fertility Warrior in the Kitchen. And that's basically what I know uh, about how diet can affect us and our fertility and with recipes, of course, uh, as well as my diet philosophy for what is the best diet to optimize your fertility, hints and tips on how to make dietary changes and things like that. Once upon a time, the Modern Day Mrs. blog was actually more of a recipe blog, so that's sort of what I used to do a couple of years ago uh, before you know, discovering that my passion is helping women out there who are struggling to conceive. I've just done uh, a few things on the website uh, that hopefully are helpful. One of them is a start here page. I realized that I have some posts um, up on modern day misses that are a couple of years old that have probably got just lost in the archives and things like that that might be quite helpful. So I've got the start here page which kind of segments some of my posts and podcasts into different areas uh, to help you find what you might be looking for a little easier and I also have a helpful resources page that I've put up just recently as well Um, so that's some of the things that I recommend some books and stuff like that that I've seen that I think are good uh, and some other places where you can get information. Today uh, is my first podcast for 2017 I've had a little break uh, which was quite nice but Things have been nonetheless crazy at this end. Um, but to start the new year, I think thought that I might do a, blo- a podcast that talks about goals and setting smart goals. Uh, so I'm a big fan of setting goals. And I, th- I always, you know, even if I try to um, not consciously set goals, I think still in my mind, I'm always setting goals. And I think it's always a good thing you know, to have goals so that you can look back and see what's happened in the year uh, and things like that. But there is actually a way to make goals. And when I talk about setting SMART goals, it's because the acronym is S-M-A-R-T. And it's a special way of making goals. We actually learned it when I was at university um, because I did marketing. uh, And we, you know, like when you make a marketing plan, you put your marketing goals down. But they also use this sort of method for people who are alcoholics who aren't religious and therefore don't want to do Alcoholics Anonymous and it's just a good way to be able to set goals to help uh, I guess ensure that you achieve them uh, and things like that because I suppose looking at it from an alcoholic's point of view if you're not setting goals the right way then you're not going to not become or uh, kick the habit of being uh, an alcoholic. So I thought that's what I'd talk about today. So let's dive right in uh, and talk about the SMART acronym. So the first one in that acronym is specific. Uh, So when you're setting goals for the year, um, you want to be specific. So to give you an idea of a goal that is not specific, I want to be healthy. What, What I want to get healthier, that doesn't really tell an outsider or even really yourself 
about what it is that you're trying to achieve specifically. So when you're looking at setting some goals for the year, and you know, like us as fertility warriors, you know, some of us might be trying to lose weight, some of us might want to exercise more, some of us might want to, you know, get our heads straight and things like that. And those are all really great things to aim towards. But let's try and, you know, break it down just a little bit and make it a little bit more specific, make it a little bit easier. Uh, to achieve and that way we can look back and you know see whether or not we've achieved those goals and have a sense of pride when we do. Um, so just saying you know I want to be healthier, I want to be happier or something like that is not really specific enough. So when you're setting goals, set something that's specific. When you're setting goals, you also should try to set uh, a measurable goal. So you know I mean one probably one of the most common goals that people set at the beginning of every year is to lose weight. So that's fine, but how much weight do you want to lose? And so you want to set um, a measurable target because then how do you know as well whether or not you've achieved that target uh, or whether you haven't achieved that target? So I think it's always a good idea to set you know, a measurable goal of what it is that you're trying to achieve. Um, so give it... Um, uh, like a, I don't know what you call it, give it a, a number, put a number on whatever it is that you're trying to do um, so that that way you can tell whether or not you've actually achieved that goal or not. The next one um, is agreed upon. So this is the A in SMART. And for me, I kind of think that this is where it comes to buy-in. So, and I, it's kind of a complicated one for me to uh, explain and some for some people to understand but to me what this means is you want people to be on board but mostly I want you to be on board with your goals if someone tells you to do something but you don't actually don't really want to do it deep down then there's no real point in you setting that as one of your goals because your heart's not in it so I think when you're setting yourself some goals make sure that it's something that you agree upon as well make sure that your goal is something that you actually you know really want to achieve not something that you feel you should achieve or something that somebody else feels you should achieve so make sure um, you know that you have a reason for doing these and make sure as well that you you think about the reason why you're trying to achieve your goals because that will help you keep motivated as well the next one is realistic so I don't think you know Let's keep back on to losing weight. If you said, I want to lose 50 kilos, is losing 50 kilos realistic? Is that, you know, is that realistically going to happen? Or if you want to say, well, every day I'm going to not eat one piece of junk food for the next 12 months. Well, is that really realistic? I mean, sometimes we might set fairly big goals, um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with setting big goals, but I think it definitely needs to be something that you might have the chance to actually achieve um, when you're setting it. The last one is time-based. So give yourself a time to achieve these goals. So if we're talking about goals for 2017, are you saying that you want to have achieved this goal by the 31st of December? So it doesn't always have to be that way. 
And also consider are you giving yourself enough time? And I, I always think this about myself as well. And this is probably, you know, when we're looking at the smart way to set goals, one of the biggest things that I think I get caught up on is not setting myself enough time to achieve goals. And that's probably because I set goals on a yearly basis. But then if I look back sometimes at what I've achieved over the last five years, I've actually achieved quite a lot. So I think sometimes you just need to have a look at, well, have I set myself enough time to achieve the goals that I want to achieve? Um, So what you want to do is really sit down and work out your goals, write them down uh, and make sure that, you know, they're goals that you can achieve. They're time-based, they're measurable, they're specific, uh, they're agreed upon so that you agree that you want this uh, and that they're uh, realistic as well. So a few other things just to talk about for goals. Um, there is this actually this website, um, I think somewhere, and it's called like Tiny Little Habits, but basically there's this whole concept that setting really tiny little goals, as in like I will do one push-up every morning, that tiny, that's how tiny I'm talking about, can actually be really successful in helping people achieve goals. So don't always think that you have to set big, lofty goals. You might say for the next five years, not five, the next five years, for the next five days, I'm going to do one push-up a day. Then for the five days after that, you might say, okay, I'm going to do two push-ups a day. And before you know it, you might have got yourself into the habit of doing things. So if we look at that uh, from another perspective, you might say, I'm going to go for a five-minute walk today, or I'm going to do a five-minute meditation every day, um, or something like that. So there's lots of different ways that you can do that, but often small steps, little steps, uh, are a really good way to make lasting change. And I think that's a really important thing to note as well is that sometimes we might be really committed and we might go hell for leather and achieve a goal but is that a goal that we really want to be a lasting goal and sometimes you know the effort that it takes to go into that is not really sustainable so I think sometimes consider whether that you know the slow and steady path is a better way to achieve your goals and to achieve lasting change rather than this sprint to the end Um, of, you know, trying to just achieve this goal for the sake of achieving a particular goal. Uh, When it comes to food and things like that, I actually have a friend called Lisa Corduff. I've listed her course in the helpful resources page of my website, but she has a course that's called Small Steps to Whole Foods. And in that course, she gives people small, realistic steps. So basically, you know, I think a lot of what she does follows that kind of smart mechanism but she gives people small steps because small taking small steps and setting small changing small little habits at a time uh, is what can really help us create uh, lasting change particularly when it comes to our health the next thing that I recommend when you're setting goals and things like that is to have a manifest board I was big on my manifest board last year and I've already started creating it this year but I haven't finished it just yet But a manifest board is you have a board 
And, it, you know, it comes down to these laws of attraction and things like that. But it's a way of really visually reminding yourself of the what you have set as your goals, what you're wanting to get out of the year. And, you know, I had lots of pictures of pregnant bellies on mine uh, in 2016. I had uh, pictures of me and Ross because I really wanted to prioritize my relationship with Ross and make sure that we were spending some, you know, like one-on-one time together as well in the year. Uh, And I had some pictures of healthy food because I really wanted to eat more veggies uh, and stuff like that in the year. So having a manifest board is a way to really help, uh, I guess, put your intentions out to the universe. Uh, But also, uh, you know, when you've got goals and things like that, it's a way to visually remind yourself. And if you haven't, uh, if you don't do a manifest board, then I definitely still recommend writing down your goals. If your goal isn't written down or manifested anywhere, if it's just in your head, then I almost feel like it's not really like a real goal. So I always think that you need to put it out there somewhere, write it down, remind yourself, keep it in your wallet or uh, pin it up in your pin-up board, put it on the mirror in your bathroom or something, but put it out there and put it somewhere that you can see and remind yourself of that goal because there's no good you know, if you put in all this work at the beginning of the year to setting some goals, then there's no point, uh, you know, really, if all you're going to do is set those goals and then not really do anything about them for the rest of the year. So writing them down is a good way uh, to do that. So I thought what I'd do is end this podcast by talking about my goal for the year. And that's right, I have one, pretty much just one goal this year. And so that was the other thing that I wanted to say is that you don't always have to have a heap of goals and that your goals don't have to be, um, you know, like big, lofty, ambitious goals because my goal for this year is to, on most nights, and by that I'm talking about five nights a week, cook a proper dinner for the family. That That's my goal for this year. I don't want to lose weight. I don't want to be healthier. I don't want to get a pay rise at my job I don't want to get I don't want any of that I really just want to be able to put a proper dinner on the table every night for those of you who have been listening for a while uh, or are in our fertility group I am expecting again not normal style total fertility warrior style Um, it was our last frozen embryo um, that survived on this one and it's an ICSI baby uh, and I have had a few complications as well as a result, but very thrilled to be expecting our second little ICSI baby this year. And when we had Chloe the last time, honestly, I struggled. When we're in our fertility warrior mode, we think we don't even think about what happens, you know, like when the baby comes and you think to yourself, I just want this cute baby in my arms and these babies come and some of them, not all of them, cry a lot and require a lot of work, as was mine. But anyway, dinner often became like an afterthought for us. We ate it, you know, really quickly at 8 o'clock. And I just, my goal, my whole day, literally, I swear, this year, I want it to revolve around getting dinner on the table. I'm going to start cooking that dinner at like 3 p.m. You know, like if there's stops and starts and whatever, I'm going to start planning it in my head to try and make it happen. And I really want to, you know, five days a week, cook a really like proper dinner for the family 
Uh, and part of that as well is that I feel like in 2016, you know, I went hell for leather for things. And I'm, I know it might, someone said to me once, it feels like they're talking to someone famous uh, because I have a podcast, but actually I'm just a normal person like all of y'all. Um, I work part-time in marketing. I do the books for my husband's business. I've obviously, in my spare time, do this podcast and I look after uh, Chloe for most of the time as well. But I feel like I was just constantly juggling things in 2016, trying to get things going, um, trying to achieve goals, you know, trying to be there and do everything. This year, I'm all about, you know, taking a, sl- a slower pace, going easy on myself, uh, you know, and I'm also going to go easy. If I don't, I'm conscious that if I don't manage to have a nice, healthy dinner on the table every night, that I'm not going to kick myself about it. So I'm being really conscious this year, but that's my goal. And so I guess, you know, like, as I've just mentioned, associated with that goal is this whole, you know, taking a slower pace, prioritizing my family and things like that. But my goal is in 2017 to, you know, five days a week, put what I deem to be a healthy or normal everyday dinner on the table for me and my family. So hopefully that's been helpful for you um, and hopefully you achieve any goals that you set for this year. Uh, I'd love to hear what your goals are this year and that might be a good way to sort of write it down and get it out there into the universe. So feel free to visit moderndaymisses.com and see the um, podcast show notes and write in the comments what your goals are for the year. I would love to hear them. Uh, But that's all for me this week. I will catch you shortly. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.